Welcome to the Spike Feed, your leading Magic the Gathering podcast, kind of. This week we are doing something a little different. We know we're not going to be able to record next week, but we wanted to produce a little bit of content. Um, you know what I'm thinking? Yeah. We should be the leading podcast, which means our listeners need to tell their friends, and then we can become the leading podcast. You know, Cameron and I had a very frank discussion about where we feel we rank amongst Magic Podcasts. And yeah. of course, we're not going to say that on the air because right, I don't want to upset right, anybody. Right. But I think we got a little ways to go still. Yeah, yeah. We, we, I'm sure we do. We're there. We're getting there. Okay. We're getting there. We're, we're, we're happy-ish. Yeah. By happy-ish, I mean Cameron's happy and I'm completely, completely disappointed with every right, podcast right. we finish. Well, I'm just thinking the more people they tell, you know, tell their friends this and that, and then when our 50th show comes up and we decide to give some stuff away... Wink. Maybe their friends will get stuff, right? <laughs> right. It gives yeah. it gives their their click more of a chance to to have the stuff. Because if it's just you, and, and you have no one helping you, your chances are worse. Yeah. So hey, tell a friend that would that would uh, be doing us a solid. Yeah. I want to just mention this in case you haven't picked up on this. This is a completely unstructured. We are just gonna let the thing roll and record for a long time and talk about magic. Talk about other things that really come to our brain. We're totally shooting from the hip. This is unstructured. I'm so scared. I'm very scared. <laughs> I'm not scared at all. Dustin's not scared. <laughs> That's the reason I am scared. <laughs> and, you know, we've, we've gotten a lot of requests for this kind of thing. I will also point out that, you know, getting back to the listener thing, uh, we have been, I'd say, very, very, very surprised with the amount of listeners we've already, you know, put together in this shorter period of time. So yeah. thank you for if you're out there listening. And if you're one of these people that's really wrapped up in the tight, concise structure of our show normally, you might want to turn this off. Download Sorry. us next week. <laughs> Download us next week. <laughs> Too we'll be bad. Back. We'll be back. So, um, guys, I want to start this out with something magic-related before we go way off the deep end and talk about video games and some okay. other stuff, okay? Yeah. Okay. In my hand is a copy of Inquest number 15. I, I want to know how you know it's number 15, being as the cover is gone. <laughs> the, cover, the cover's gone, but I looked at the copyright. Okay. So I think that's, that puts it in 1995 or 1996. Well, your ad there on the front says July 96, something's coming out. So it's probably wow. early 96. Yeah, Alliances hadn't been released yet. Okay. And uh, what's interesting is, like, in the news section, there's uh, the bottom last story is actually about the reserve list. Right. What? Yeah. I mean, it, it garners, what is that, five paragraphs worth of discussion right. yeah. about the reserve list as it's happening. This is amazing. Right? It doesn't say, they didn't predict that it would you know, destroy Legacy and Vintage. They didn't call it <laughs> Legacy and Vintage back then, right? right? It was yeah. type 1 and 1.5, uh, right? right? Right. So, here's what I want to do. Dustin, I know this will apply a lot more to you than Cameron. Okay. But I want to travel back in time. Inquest used to do a thing where they would say, uh, list the top ten most desired magic cards. Right. <laughs> right. And, okay. they would, and they would put that in the price guide. Right. Okay? So I'm going to say the card. Okay. And I want to see if you can say what it does. Okay. Ready? This is all pre-alliances. This is all pre-alliances. Okay. So in this magazine, I believe the most recent set that had come out was Homelands. Ew. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Okay. And yes, dear listener, if you're out there, there were Homelands cards that people... Autumn Willow, yo. Yeah. So, you ready? All right. So, Ice Age is still in fresh in people's minds, of too, course. by the way. And of course. And we may want to preface, preface this with uh, listeners who were not born post-1996. We apologize for this, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> uh, also, in the magazine, they point out that 
the uh, <clears throat> desire for the dual lands, like the traditional revised dual lands, right. had dipped quite a bit. Right. So, okay. That, mm, so okay. People could play with cheaper pain lands. Yeah. All right, you ready? The 10th most desired magic card... For this issue. For this issue. What? It's from Ice Age. It's called Forbidden Lore. Forbidden Lore. Ah, I believe that was a one green card. Maybe. I don't remember. Two this. and a green. Two and a green. Wow. See, I'm doing really bad. Did that have it like an apple or something on the picture? No. Man, I'm really bad at this. <laughs> um, I have absolutely no idea what Forbidden Lore does. So, Forbidden Lore is two and a green for an enchant land. When Forbidden Lore comes into play, choose target land. Zero. Tap... Land forbidden lore and chance to give target creature plus two plus one until end of turn. Okay. So forbidden. Mm. So that's number ten. That's horrible. Okay. Number nine, Carpulsen Yeti. Now he was red. Yes. Right, and he was like a red and three. Yes, five mana. You got it, man. Um, five mana. I said a red and three. That'd be four mana. No, it's okay. Then it's five mana. It's three red red. Ah, see, I'm bad there at this. Um, he's a Yeti. He, didn't he have, like, a, a pump ability or something? Close. Close. It could fight. He could fight. That's it's a five-mana 3-3 three, three that you can tap to fight right. something. Right. I'm really bad at this, mm. apparently. Okay, so, number eight is Lord of the Pit. Oh, everybody knows Lord of the Pit, right? Sure. He was, um... I want to say his total casting cost was seven, and it was, like, three black and four, or four black and three. You got it, you got it, okay. yeah. So, and he's a 7-7. Seven, seven. Mm-hmm. Flying Trample. Yes. That um, you had to sacrifice a creature, right? Mm-hmm. And if not, um, did he do seven damage to you? He dealt seven damage to you. Yeah. Now, wow. Inquest okay. recommends putting a circle of protection black <laughs> in your deck. <laughs> uh, Mahatmi Dijin is number seven. So he's been reprinted multiple times, right? Yeah, I believe he's in the current course. Yeah, set. he's like two blue and three. Four, four and two blue. Is he four and two blue? Man, he gets, he's just worse than I think. Um, and what, like a four, four or something like that? Five, six flyer. Five, six. See? Okay. No one uses this guy. Mm. All right, number six is Deflection. Deflection was a blue and three. Mm-hmm. It was a interrupt. It was an interrupt. Time. Yeah, that's and, correct. And, <laughs> and basically, uh, you choose target spell to change a target to a different legal target. Yeah. Number that was actually played a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. These are going to get a little tougher. All right. These are the most requested ones, though, right? Yes. Five through, okay. Top 10 hottest cards. Hot is bolded in orange. Ah. Hot. Hot. Number five is Primal Order. Primal Order. I would have to say that was two green and two. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it was a sorcery? No. It was an enchantment. Enchantment. All right. My bad. Um, Primal Order. I have no idea what it did. During each player's upkeep, Primal Order deals one damage to that player for each non-basic land they control. Ah. Yeah. It's ah. actually not horrible, right? It is nowadays. Yeah. It is nowadays. <laughs> uh, number four. Another Homelands All-Star, Baron Singer. Baron Singer. Two black and five. Three black and five. Three black and five. Man, he's even worse. Um, he, he is uh, five five, mm-hmm. flying, mm-hmm. with... Um, the va- uh, singer vampire ability. Mm-hmm. If something dies, he gets counter, right? A plus two, plus two counter. Plus two, plus two wow. counter. Mm-hmm. They right? made those back then. They were giant. <laughs> and didn't he have like a, an additional pump or something on he there He could too? tap to regenerate target vampire. That's right. He had something mm. on there, yeah. All right. Top three. Number three, Autumn Willow. Autumn Willow. Two green and four for a four, four 
legendary, mm-hmm. right? And she had, oh, how much did it make? Three? And you can make her hexproof? She's already hexproof. She's, She's already, already has shroud. And then you right. can pay a green to target her. With there you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. And this was OP. This was Everybody considered ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Mm. All right, number two. These are easy now. Uh, number two is Icy Manipulator. Icy Manipulator. You know this card, Kenny? I've heard of Icy Manipulator. I'm trying. Was that like Kamagawa? Kamagawa? We're talking like beta. Yeah, yeah. But was it reprinted at all? In Ice Age. In Ice Age, okay. There we go. <laughs> so anyway. Um, Ice Manipulator, I believe it's three. Four. All right. I'm, I'm bad at this. For an artifact. Uh, and then you pay three. Pay one. Pay one. Wow, see? I'm just really <laughs> bad at this. I'm like ruining just everything. It's right. Pay one, and it's tap, tar- tap or untap. Target land, artifact, or creature. Just tap, but yes. Aww. All right, most I'm desired bad. card from Ice Age. All right, hang on. Cameron, what's the most desired card from Ice Age? From and Ice it's Age. Ice Age, not Homelands or anything. Not Homelands or anything. From Ice Probably Age. Probably a Snowland. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. <sighs> most desirable card the from Most Ice desired Age. card in 1996, according to this. Ice Age. Oh, Jester's Cap. Correct. Holla. What? Okay. <laughs> Jester's Cap was four mana. Mm-hmm. It was an artifact. You could pay two and tap, mm-hmm. and you get to search your opponent's library for up to three different cards, or three same cards, I guess three any cards, mm-hmm. and remove them from the game. The end. Jester's Cap stays in your graveyard, though, that, so you could bring it back and do it again. He deserves a round of applause for that. That was actually More, really yeah. a lot. I don't, I don't know. Than I, yeah, I think I did pretty amazing. bad, actually. Yeah, I don't know. Dude, so this magazine, it's hysterical because there's actually a part where you can write in to ask them rules questions. Ooh. And the rules, of course, are pre-fifth edition rules. Damage on the stack. Uh, well, not only that, but well, I, I don't even know the damage exactly was on the stack, the way that we think of it after fifth edition. Mm-hmm. But there are things like, you can deflect a clone effect. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just really, really strange things. Interrupts are still a thing. But, dude, reading this is... Um, it's gold. Well, it's not just gold. It just <laughs> makes you realize how far we've come in terms of understanding magic. I was going to say, just like... It's amazing to me. Like, in 2014, just sitting here and, like, you know, we're all just have our phones and, like, right. how easy it is to access rules, right. access prices, all this stuff, you know... And this is just like this bygone era that wasn't that long ago. Right. But man, it just it just seems so antiquated to like write in right. more rules. Technically, right? that was almost 20 years ago. Yeah, 18, 19 years right. ago, right? Yeah. So, so still, still kind of a long time ago. I don't know. I don't consider that a long time in the scale of well, stuff. So, so if you were alive during it, it's not that long ago. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. There's very recent memory for me. Right, right. There's an ad for the Alliance's pre release that's in nine cities only. Wow. wow. So just think about that in terms of the growth of the mm-hmm. game. There is also uh, an ad for the Micropose computer game, right? Which wow, is pretty right. sweet. Yeah. Now, um, at home, I've got like the premiere issue, and then I've got the first issue of InQuest, and I got a whole bunch of other ones. If if you want to do more of this sometime, mm. I would love to look at the ones that come out before sets, like the one that okay. came out before Alliances, to see right. what cards they thought were overpowered versus right. what we would think now. Right. Mm. But there, there's just all kinds of you know questions about mana burn. Right, <laughs> you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Um, Cameron, what is mana burn? Well, back in the day, like in what nineteen ninety nine, I don't know when, but yeah. Sometime so, so then. if you had tapped like three lands and you only used two of them, right. you would get mana burn, so it'd deal you one mm. damage. Correct? And when would this happen? 
I I don't know when this would happen. I have no idea. At the end of your turn. The so, end of turn. So okay. nowadays, okay. Oh, sure. okay. mana empties every phase. Mm-hmm. This was it was always there till and you could turn. yeah and you could float mana between phases right. etc. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Okay. That's why um, stuff like ice manipulator and stuff you could tap other people's land and if they couldn't use the mana they're taking the damage from it and stuff too. Wow. Right. So if you tap their city of brass with an ice manipulator and they can't use it then two damage right? Yeah. <laughs> it's a combo. <laughs> Dude, and, and the the other thing that's really noticeable when you go through old Magic deck list is there's 20 lands. You know, like, I, really? I, th- I believe the Mulligan rule was slightly different, too, wasn't it? You uh, could show them your hand, and if there oh, were no lands... if there was no lands, you get a free Mulligan, right? Um, the big thing was, it was almost always 20 lands because there were so many artifact ways with, like, Soul Ring, Lotus Petal, sure, and all this other sure. stuff, uh, Mana Vault, and it was just... Extra mana. Yeah. You didn't and need like, the like, what was Magic Theory in like 1996? Right. Ooh. I mean, like, there was no such thing as like you know fetch lands to kind of right. You know, whittle away your deck. Well, I want I want to just point this out. So, like, you see the picture uh, for this ad. Like, these guys are supposedly playing Magic, but you can tell they're not because cards right. are stacked in wrong directions <laughs> oh, sure. and yeah, all yeah, kinds yeah. of stuff. And I discovered Magic. This is before I knew Dustin, but just barely uh, in Wizard Magazine. And I went out mm-hmm. and bought, and like in those days, you know, obviously there was a community that had built around Magic and understood you know, some of the tournament stuff, but if you were just a kid at home without the internet, well, yeah, you just knew that you put a bunch of cards together and played with them. Right. Not to mention the fact that before every game, you randomly took the top one off, and that was the ante, and whoever won got both cards. Yeah. Wow. That was in the old rules. Yeah. Yeah, and it was a very Pog-like structure, yeah, yeah. right? Right. This is the second time we brought up Pog yeah. in our <laughs> show's history. Um, but, no, and honestly, that was one of the things. Dustin and I were in a really terrible foreign language class together. Yeah. And so we just started talking about things that we liked, and we discovered we both had magic cards. So we, that. like anybody else would, you brought them to French class to play. <laughs> well, yeah. that, that was when we didn't have an actual poker deck, and we're betting pennies during Well, class. other people saw us mm-hmm. play cards. They wanted right, to join in. Right. So we actually played poker in class as well. Okay. This was a very good teacher, as you can tell. Mm-hmm. But, um, <laughs> you know, magic is something that, like, once you... It's weird how when you add other people to the mix, that all of a sudden you, you have this desire to elevate and understand better. Right. Right? Yeah. If it's just yeah. you and your buddy... Like, that's one thing. But right. then once you had a third or fourth person, suddenly it's like, well, I don't want to be the low man on that yeah, totem exactly. pole. It's all of yeah. sudden competition, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I want to say I left I left Magic about 2001. And Dustin, you left sometime after that, right? Uh, I, le- I think I left before you. Okay. As soon as Mercadian Mask was released, I stopped. Okay, so I was a little bit after that, whatever right. the multicolor set was after. Right, because that was the, the big time for the rules change and all that other stuff, and I just, I was sick. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so then we came back and forced you along with us, Cameron. I appreciate it every day now. It's great. I mean, yeah. how do we get rid of him? Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know. Like a fungus. Yeah, now he's, he's just stuck here. Easy I mean, to get, easy, hard to get rid of. I mean, when I play right. test with him, I'm super rude and doesn't seem to be working. <laughs> right? It's like he likes it. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, so, Cameron. What's up, dude? All right, you ready? I'm relinquishing control. We're not going to talk about magic. Uh, We're not going to talk about you know something that's structured. Right. Okay. We're just, just going to talk, man. So what have you been doing outside of Magic lately? Yeah, so um, I want to talk about a couple of different things. First one is going to be some movies that I want to talk to you guys about. Finding what, what, Nemo. What's the rating on these movies? Uh, one, I guess, is probably rated R. Right. The other right. one is clearly PG-13. No it X's? needs to be R. No? No, nothing <laughs> like that. So um, 
I, I, I don't know how you guys grew up, but there are like three movies that are like in my pantheon of like, these are the ultimate little kid Cameron movies. Oh mm-hmm. God! All right, so we got like so, Rambo so, so, two, Mac and Me, right? No. no. So is <laughs> hold on, Rambo two is not the one in Afghanistan. That's the one with the the that he blows up the helicopter at the end. Uh, dude. They are all starting to mix together, and I don't remember. I, I, I just remember having a, like a VHS copy that was taped <laughs> from like ABC. Well, or I believe right? Rambo right. Two is the one where he kills the Russian guy at the helicopter at the end. Rambo Three is Afghanistan right. with the horse race. Go ahead. Anyway, oh, yeah, regardless. yeah. So right, Total so Recall, a good movie. Right? I'll give you that yeah, one. I'll yeah. give you Total Recall. And then um, RoboCop, right? I mean, you're, like, you're saying the first RoboCop, the first original okay. RoboCop, the non-edited one. Yes. that was like super bloody. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, I mean, this is something that I cut my teeth on, and right, I right. loved. I thought it was fantastic. Right? Well, don't Total Recall and RoboCop have the same director? Yes, they do. The same guy who uh, directed. Um, Oh gosh, what's his name? Verhoeven. Yeah, right? Starship Troopers. Starship as well, Troopers right? as well. So, so, I mean, so like, when RoboCop showed up in the Star Trek movie, were you just like loving it? What are you talking about? He was the Admiral guy, the guy oh, Peter Weller, oh, right? I'm sorry. Okay, the I, I thought you meant literally RoboCop. Yeah, li- literally, was in. yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's a machine. He just lasts forever. Yeah. They just keep repairing him. When yeah, he's all yeah, the way up yeah. the Star Trek days. The Makes armor sense. started to look like kind of like just yeah. an old man. <laughs> right, <true>. right. <laughs> Wrinkly armor. <laughs> So, in March or February, whenever the new RoboCop was released, I was really kind of excited. I mean, I had, like, just an inkling of hope that it would be mm-hmm. at least a little entertaining. I'm concerned by your tone that this is not a movie I need to rent. Yeah, yeah. And I just wanted to say, so like, bad. how disappointed I was with... Like, it was a well-executed, fine movie, well-made movie, right? I mean, there was nothing that was, like... You mean the budget was there? Yeah, there was nothing particularly right. wrong with it. But there's just zero style to it. The right. way that that first RoboCop with right. Deerhoven, like you know, taking the helm, just just nailed it. And I like to me, it still holds up as like this great satirical movie on like a commentary of the eighties. Right. Well, well, so the original RoboCop, it was just grittier. You know, yeah, yeah, it, it had that that feel to it. It had some camp to it. I mean, it was right. Just, it was fantastic. Right. Yeah. The well, new, new one, I just no. Yeah, there, it, it just it lacks any real style. I want like right. a Tarantino or or somebody to like put their mark on it, and it just is a generic action. <laughs> well, movie. and Verhoeven is known for also. I'm probably saying his name wrong. But incorrectly, his uh, like these super shocking moments of violence that happen yeah. very suddenly. Yeah, and then it just twists on a dime, and like you know people don't care right i mean right. it's like that's yeah it's there to kind of i don't know all right so 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 let me yeah. ask you this on the flip side yeah, I, don't I don't know, know if it you, is or not i, I don't, don't know. know i don't know i don't know if you watched this movie or not but when they remade judge dread it was done really well it was there, there was, it was some style put behind right that, there was right? style yeah. the 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 slow motion parts that movie if you watch it in 3d i mean it was made for yeah. 3d and it was the just story really honestly is great it's judge dread just Doing what Dread does, right? Right. right. Where the old yeah. one was, oh my god, bad. Yeah. Well, isn't isn't the new Judge Dread? They, it's just the raid, right? Like, yeah. None of you. Yeah. Did either I mean, of you guys see the raid? I never watched the raid. No. Okay, you should check it out. Okay, mm-hmm. it's good. But it was it was good. It was good. Yeah. And and the actor was like so. I I never expected it. Right. Right. Yeah. He's Doctor McCoy from yeah. the new Star Trek. Yeah. And I'm just like, what? Great. Yeah. Yeah. And he wore weird. the helmet the entire way through. What the way actor it should actually be, does right? that? Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's Judge Dread. You're not supposed to. So, someone who actually read. The comedy, right? Yeah, right, yeah, right, right. Yeah. Did Which, the research, knew like the actor. You know what? We're gonna just put you behind the mask the entire yeah. time. It's okay. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. would be really great if they could get somebody to make a Spider-Man movie that's actually read a Spider-Man comic. <laughs> <laughs> that's something that I would really enjoy. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's another that's another story. So yeah. RoboCop thumbs down though, huh? Yeah, I would give it. It was just kind of like mediocre. Uh, it was it was a fine finely executed action offensively movie. Offensively bland. But just kind of bland. And that's like almost more offensive in some ways. Well, that's what RoboCop's uh, not about, right? Yeah. For for me it, it's worse than mediocre, man. I mean, it, yeah. it's it's really a movie I would just skip. I wouldn't even watch it in spare time. All right. Ugh. I don't know. Ugh. Uh the other movie I just want to bring up. I don't think both of you have seen it yet is Snowpiercer. Uh, it's done by a Korean director. It's mm-hmm. kind of more of like an indie film. But as far as like some of the action movies I've seen this year, it is by far uh, one of the more interesting and stylized. Um, I'm not going to say anything more than that, except that it's like this po- post-apocalyptic right. um, movie that takes place on a train the entire time. Well, practically the entire time. Interesting. Is it a sequel in any way to Snakes on a Plane? I think so, yeah. I, I think thought the sequel to that was Snakes on a Train, which was made on sci-fi, wasn't it? No. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. It's alarming that you know that. But I okay. never actually watched it, but it looked really uh, bad. So I'm going to derail this conversation. Because of a train? Uh, yeah. Derail? Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Curtis. So can I steer us real quickly to talk about some video games? Yeah. Um, so, look, one of the things that's happened for me recently, I'm a dad, and I know some of our listeners are also dads, and it's really tough uh, when you are a gamer, like a serious gamer. Like, I play, I don't know how many video games a year, but more than I should, probably. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I actually think you don't play enough. You're too busy. Yeah, well, tell me about it, right? Yeah. yeah. But to share that experience with my daughter now, because she's seven, she's interested, that kind of thing. And um, so we bought a Wii U. Right. And any game where you can play as Mario in a cat suit is obviously awesome. Well, here's the thing. So, I'm not necessarily a fan of the Wii U's library. Right. Which is to say it's terrible. Well, there's like five games, yeah. There's like five games. Right. But, you know, some of the other, because the other game system that I own that's new is a PlayStation 4. Some of the games that are, quote, quote, all ages aren't really. Right. They're just, uh, you know, not violent, not offensive, but they don't mechanically gear themselves towards kids the way Nintendo games do. Right. And, you know, she really enjoys Mario, but then I'm stuck with this machine where I want to play stuff on it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that leaves us with this awkward spot. So this brings us to Shovel Knight, which is kind of a roundabout way. Now, is, is this a knight with an actual shovel? Correct. It is. Okay. Shovel Knight was a Kickstarter game. Okay. And it's released on Wii U and 3DS, so right. probably 98% of the people that are playing this game are playing it on their 3DS. Is it a mystical yeah. shovel? It's PC too, right? It, it might yeah. be PC, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know, but hmm. um, it, it's a game that claims a lot of old school cred. Kay. It wants to be an NES game in just right. about every uh, element. A, a lot of games that want to be that. Yeah, and, and that's what I'm trying to bring up is this idea that, okay, as 30-somethings, we grew up on the NES, and a lot of people now that are our age are leading game development teams, right. mm-hmm. and they want to reference that material. And this right. game... It's really good. It's got that kind of frustrating hard thing that a lot of NES throwbacks do. But if mm-hmm. you play a lot of retro games like I do, the difficulty isn't really an issue. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. If you're one of these people that hasn't touched Mega Man 2 in, in the last 15 years, and then you go back and play Shovel Knight, well, <laughs> <laughs> right. guess what? Uh, but anyway, uh, this whole idea of mining our childhood for better game design, but a lot of times it just feels like plagiarism. A right. lot of times. Yeah, because... Like, like Mercenary Kings? Like Mercenary Kings, or, or like Shovel Knight, you know, these kind of indie games that are good, and Shovel Knight's a good game, and the soundtrack is, like, the reason to buy it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but I still just feel like there's something missing, right? There's this NES magic to Super Mario Bros. 3, to Metroid, to Punch-Out, 
to Mega Man 2, to DuckTales. Link, mm-hmm. Zelda, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Obviously. Though I would argue that obviously the best Zelda is Link to the Past. Um, anyway. Regardless. Still regardless, vintage, right? Still vintage. That, that something's missing. And I can't put together what it is. I don't know if it's just us being, you know, like, as modern game designers trying to go back into that headspace, they can't do it. This is what I think is wrong with people trying to do retro gaming, um, and I've experienced it myself. It's back in the day when we were younger, we couldn't have any game that we wanted, right? Mm-hmm. Your parents bought you a game, and that was a game you had for a month or three months at a time, sometimes even longer, right? right? So you would sit there and play it because you didn't have infinite lives. You didn't have this and that. You'd have to restart each time. you just get better and better at it, um, where nowadays we would just get frustrated toss it aside or something, and play something that has checkpoints, continues, or something like that. Or we would get um, done with the game so quick nowadays. I mean, some games uh, on Xbox 360 and stuff, I remember buying these, and you beat them in six to eight hours. That's the game, right? And then you just go get something else. But back then, you couldn't do that. So, of course, whenever you had the hankering to play a game, you're going to keep playing it over and over. Right, and there's also this whole baked-in... Uh, the thing with the difficulty on the NES specifically mm-hmm. is they wanted you to call the tip line. They wanted you to buy Nintendo Power. They wanted right. they wanted that kind of element of like especially if you were playing Zelda One, Zelda Two, Simon's Quest. Of there's just no earthly way you could have figured it out by yourself. Right. And there was no like easily accessible internet guides or anything. Right. So you right. know you would they had Nintendo had a helpline set up for that very very thing. That was very expensive per minute, I think. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> wow. People are like you had to call for video game help? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I never actually did that. Did you ever do that? If I did that, my mom would have killed you, would have right? murdered me. Yeah. yeah. I would not be here talking to you today. But anyway, getting back to Shovel Knight and I, I think Guacamelee, which I played the the remix of that that mm-hmm. came out. Eh, I mean, the original Guacamelee was what oh, a year and a half, and half old. old. Yeah, and I think it executes those ideals a little bit better. It's obviously more of a Metroid game. Is it because you can beat up chickens more? Well, yeah. Oh, okay. But also, um, Guacamelee. There's something about the platforming in that that they just get it right. It's just right. precise enough and enjoyable enough, and it's never frustrating. Right. Um, and I feel the same way about Spelunky, which you know I, we might have m- mentioned mm-hmm. on the air on our actual show, yeah. like how deeply in love I am with Spelunky. <clears throat> and I know it sounds like I'm trashing on Shovel Knight when it's actually a very, very good game. So, so Guacamelee to me, though, doesn't feel like a retro game. Really? It, it just feels like an indie. You know, because hmm. it, 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 it's like they're not trying so hard to give it that that like NES little pixels and this and that. It's just it's smooth. I would know? argue that it's more Super Nintendo era, probably, <sighs> but it doesn't look like a Super Nintendo game. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying right. design and layout. Yeah, the design choices for sure. Yeah, you're yeah. still getting right. into like screens and stuff. Like true, true. I don't know. It, it seems to me like something that would run really good on a Saturn. You know. <laughs> Hold on, I'm pouring out some. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, seriously, because uh, Saturn is a is a console that's very close to my heart. Right, you know. right. But uh, I mean, when we were doing that, we we had like some early platformers in the 32-bit era, right? Mm, right. And, and they still had those sections and levels. It wasn't just one big streaming level and stuff like that. And the graphics were better, and things just seemed to run smoother than they had in the past. And as that 32-bit era went on, though, there right. was a gold rush to 3D, right? Especially post Resident Evil or that 2.5D. Right. Yeah. You know, like they didn't like what Tomba and some other stuff like that. Clonoa. Right. Esoteric. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. Yeah. Well, dude. Hey, we're we're off the cuff, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
but also new games, and you guys can pile on here. Mm. Uh, on the newer end, we've, we've been playing the Destiny beta. I guess, Destiny, you haven't gotten into it, though, no, yet. No, not yet. Um, it's good. Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. know if it's worthy of the next gen. Like, this is the problem if you have a PlayStation 4 or an Xbox One. You're still kind of sitting around waiting for the yeah. system prover, you yeah. know? So, so everybody tells me that Destiny is Halo meets Fantasy Star. Well, Fantasy Star Online. Fantasy Star Online. Right. So That's not inaccurate. If you okay. played Borderlands, it right. has that element to it as well. Really? I'd say. I'd say the gunplay is a lot better than Borderlands. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I don't know. There's just parts that felt very right. similar. I don't know. Well, like, okay, is there so guns having very specific stats that are kind of circumstantial to when you right. pick them up and all now, those now, now, let me ask you this. Um, I find, like, in Borderlands, when the loot's dropping, like, I get a lot of rare items pretty easily. Mm-hmm. But when I'm playing Fantasy Star Online, the rare items are, like, once a week, if that, right? So, I mean, are they just, like, shoveling good stuff at you, or do you actually have to work for it or hope that you randomly get something? I think the loot is really de-emphasized. It's there. Okay. But it is... Okay, and I'm going to stereotype Bungie here horribly. Okay. Bungie has a little bit of an armor problem. They're a little bit obsessed with the armor. Okay. And there is so much more effort and time that goes into getting your character's armor straight than its guns. It's kind mm-hmm. of noticeable. <laughs> like, yeah. And, yeah. And, and that's that's something that's carried over from their Halo days, right? right. Like everything right. with Halo was like, check out Master Chief's armor. Oh, yeah. As God. we zoom in like super <laughs> slow on his shoulder and stuff, and it's like, yeah. guys, I am uncomfortable. <laughs> 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 but no, it's, it's something you should download and try. I don't think it's going to disappoint right. you. I really liked playing the beta, and it's definitely made me feel good about playing it. The thing is, though, is like you still play it and go... Well, this could totally be, and it is going to be on last gen systems, right? Mm-hmm. What am and I? Apparently, it's doing a serviceable job too on last gen systems. Yeah, right? yeah, and I mean, obviously, it's going to run more smoothly, particle effects, all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Sure. Yeah. But we're missing, it's just missing something, right? And I'm worried that it's going to take like the next Uncharted or the next Halo or something that's very, very exclusive to the new consoles to like make us go, oh, that. That's mm-hmm. the reason we need these new consoles. Probably Witcher right. 3. I mean, maybe there's hope there. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But, yeah. So, Dustin, know. what have you been playing lately, man? Um, Actually, I've been doing some Vita stuff. I, I played Ollie Ollie for a bit. Getting the trophies in that takes forever. Which you hate and we love. I don't hate it as much as it's just kind of like, eh. You know, it's something mm-hmm. to kill the time, but it's not fantastic. Okay. Where are you at on Skate or Die? I hate it, Skate or Die. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Straight up. But Tony Hawk, the first one on PlayStation 1. Was awesome. I like Tony Hawk yeah. 2 on Dreamcast. I like right. that game quite a bit. So, that was different. Um, other than that, uh, I've been dabbling in some of the the Star Wars pinball that we got free long time ago. Yeah, yeah. that's that's Zen pinball, right? Well, th- so there's there's the separate ones. You can load it in as Star Wars pinball or a Zen pinball, but you can mm. actually have it both, and it's the three same tables, but there's two different trophy sets. Okay. So it's like whatever. Yeah, I don't think people really realize just. Dustin's almost unhealthy obsession with trophies. So, so uh, yeah. some of our I listeners are going to be on the PlayStation Network. So, what trophy level are you? Uh, right now, I'm at like 21 and 49 percent. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and we started trophies at about the exact same time. Roughly, I'm yeah. at I think 15. Curtis here, yeah. 14 maybe. Right? Uh, 13 maybe. Okay. I'm definitely yeah. at the low awesome. end because yeah. I, you guys are much more likely to complete a game and right. actually go back and get the sure. trophies. 
Well, it, it's funny because Cameron was uh, within one level of me at one point. Yeah, we were pretty close right. for the longest time, and then and, and and you even said you said I'm catching up, and I said, and all right, Cam- let's do this. And then Cameron got a full time job <laughs> exactly and moved away. Happened, yeah. And then all of a sudden, School it's like Cameron, in. where'd you go? <laughs> so you're just playing some little stuff on Vita, but nothing. Nothing big. I mean, I'm still trying to finish Wolfenstein on PS4. Mm. Fantastic game. Um, but it's just, you know, I'm at like three chapters left, but it's like maybe an hour a chapter, maybe less. I just don't have the time right now. Yeah. That's Dr- something that happens with a lot of shooters for me personally is like I am so like hooked. Those first like three levels. Right. Like, yes, this is exactly what right. I've been needing for the past whatever. And then I'll stop for a week. And it's like, eh, I don't really care. Yeah. I mean, I have like five shooters right. just it's, sitting it's on not, my shelf. It's like, not calling you yeah, back. Yeah, like Crisis right? 2, just there, Crisis right? 3. I, it could just go on and on and on. Right. Those, so yeah. I feel like the variety in game design is almost completely missing from those titles. And mm-hmm. I've heard Wolfenstein actually has a ton of variety in it. And that's what makes me really interested to play it. Right. Um, I would argue, though, that narrative drives me forward more. Absolutely. Uh, right. Last of Us is a very typical third-person shooter in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. But I was so interested to see where that story went that I didn't really care. And, and you could argue that about the Uncharted games. I mean, I think mechanically they're really solid, don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. if you pull that story out of those games, it's mm-hmm. really not... They're not half as good, yeah. 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 So am I the only one annoyed that now we're getting The Last of Us remastered? I mean... They did it with Tomb Raider as well. Remember how it was Tomb Raider? It was Tomb Raider, the definitive edition. They mm-hmm. re-release it for another $60. And it's like, why are people buying into this? Because so, go ahead. Money to be had. <laughs> money to be yeah. had. Well, no, no, that, that, that's why the developer is doing it. Yeah. But why yeah. are people actually buying into it? Because it's got there's, more pixels. Well, I mean, <laughs> there's also nothing to play on the new system. Right. So I think there's an element of... Now, keep in mind, there every generation there are people that switch consoles or switch right. brands. So let's say you're somebody that had a 360 all last gen. You switched to PS4 because right. of the price difference or whatever. And then you could go... Well, Last of Us went on 360, so that's a bad example. Exactly. exactly. That's what I'm saying. Right. And then you get a PS4. You never owned okay. a PlayStation 3. Fair enough. And you want to play this game that everybody's right. been talking about. I, I'd say the same thing is probably true if you're picking up an Xbox One. You're probably going to get... What are they calling the Halo collection? The... It's really terrible. To, yeah. The, the one definitive that, edition. It doesn't have reach, which, whatever. Right. But, yeah, so you could pick that up because you didn't play any of those games on 360. Right. Which, I guess, it was just Halo 3 that was on 360, right? But whatever, you get the point. No, there, there was... So, Halo 1, Anniversary Edition on 360. Halo 3, Halo 3 ODST. Halo ODS, Reach. ODST and Reach are not on the okay, collection. Okay, so Halo Reach, um, Halo 4, and then there was uh, Halo Wars. Yeah. There's a lot of Halo on, on 360. That's like the only reason to have a 360. <laughs> Gears. Yeah. The gears. first one, it, when it first came out, yeah. Then it's just gears kind of didn't really grind my gears. I don't know. Oh, wow. No, if w- it grinds your gears, that's a bad thing. Okay, whatever. I've just me- mixed okay, up my metaphors and totally bridged right. things. Guys, let's take a quick break, grab some uh, some beverages, and come right back. What's up, Cameron? Not much. What are you eating? Uh, I'm eating apple pie. Yeah? From Trader Joe's, this local uh, grocery store that sometimes I go to. Yeah. I wanted to make sure my guest... Have we even said that we're live in the same place? No, we haven't, actually. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. yeah Talk to you at like, the beginning. This is one of... The, the second time we've all three been in the same room together, mm-hmm. um, which is, once again, really weird. I don't know. There's like just a different dynamic feeling to everything. Dude, you are such a hippie sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Hey, so can we do this because everybody's coming to Kansas City this weekend? Can we talk about Kansas City barbecue? I think that's Why fair. Why wouldn't we? Right? Yeah. Why wouldn't we? So, um, don't so go anywhere besides Oklahoma Joe's. Done. Next topic. Is this your fa- like you don't need, like Jack Stacks isn't even on your radar. I used to like try Gates and places like that, and it's just not the same. Anymore. I think Gates and Arthur Bryant's are right, just, just. I think they're tourist trap. Yeah. Type yeah. Places. If you want to yeah. get yelled at while ordering, go to Gates. Right. Because that's all they do. They yell at you to get your order. No. That's not my favorite thing. No, no, me neither. I'm just saying. Right. It's an option. So when you land in Kansas City, though, right, you know, those places are far away from you. Right. If you're going down to the convention center, Jack Stack's likely the closest. Is this... Um, Bartle Hall. Oh, so it is Bartle Hall. Yeah. Okay. So Jack Stack's is like right down there. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think Jack Stack's is good. I would put it comfortably third best. Right. I actually really like Smoke Box, which is this little hole in the wall placed by the airport. Mysteriously, the best baked beans. Hmm. Yeah, it is Hmm. good. good. I I don't know what they do exactly. Maybe I shouldn't know. Right. But the baked beans are really good. I would would assume it involves bacon in some way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Now, if you drove Oklahoma uh, Oklahoma Joe's from the event hall is, what, 12, 15 minutes drive? If that. Yeah, yeah. you just got to be prepared to wait. Yeah. If you go at the wrong hour, the, the line will be out the door and around the building. Yeah. It's bad. But Dustin is right. It is the best in the city. It it is. Period. Straight yeah. up. Yeah. And, I mean, I think you have to order the Z-Man if you go. I don't. I don't do the Z-Man. I don't even know what the Z-Man is. What are you talking about? Okay, so about? the Z-Man. You get a half. You get a, it's brisket. Well, apparently Cameron's a rib guy. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so you brisket. get a brisket mm-hmm. sandwich, and they put um, an onion ring on it. And then melted provolone. That's it. it it's super okay. saucy, too. Yeah? Yeah. Mm. I mean, right. saucy. See, what I get is, is is less saucy. I just do one of those double the combo sandwiches. Get it on wheat bread. So it's three pieces yeah. of bread. Um, pulled pork, brisket, done. I and, of course, the amazing french fries. You guys are doing this wrong. Oh, man. I mean, seriously. Are you one of these guys that's all about the ribs? <laughs> yes. Are you kidding me? They fall from the bone. They're that tender and yeah, that, juicy. Yeah, that's exactly what you're paying for is oh. the bones. No, you're not. You get you get like two ounces of meat Dude. and like ten ounces of bone. No, no. I'm, I mean, I like ribs, but to me, the ultimate expression of barbecue is the brisket and burn-ins. Mm. Okay. I mean, some places don't even offer burn-ins, mm-hmm. right? Spoiler, mm-hmm. if you're a health person, you don't want the burn-ins, <laughs> right? Yeah. Or you do, <laughs> but like once every three years. Yeah, exactly. Right. Just to experience how the other half lives. Yeah, um, exactly. Vegetarian options? Anything? You know what? Oklahoma Joe's surprisingly has pretty decent salad. They have coleslaw. Okay. Okay. Yeah, if you actually order a salad there, it's pretty good. Yeah. So there you go. Coleslaw, french Oklahoma fries. But just to right? paint a picture for... Listeners who have no idea and who are actually still listening for some reason. <laughs> um, Oklahoma Joe's, when you go there, the original location, there's other locations now. Yes, but the original one's best. It's in a Sinclair gas station. Right. And the line will be out the door, and each table has a roll of paper towels. Right. Because it's messy. Barbecue. Very messy. Mm-hmm. And the line will be like out the door. You'll be waiting so long. You get up there. And like, I'll just throw Chipotle <laughs> under the bus. I love Chipotle, but mm-hmm. whenever you get to the front of the line, it's a high pressure situation. They expect you to snap off a bunch of mm-hmm. orders. Mm-hmm. Right? And you go up to the, the front of Oklahoma Joe's, and the guy's like, hey, dude, what's up? Yeah. And you're like, uh, not much. And they're like, um, hey, were you going to. 
eat in today and they're like talking to you like this is the most casual conversation right, and like right. there are not 150 people yeah, waiting right. in line behind yeah. you at gunpoint right yeah but <laughs> that should just tell you the mentality there they know they got it yeah mm-hmm. they know you're willing to wait no no so no. whatever here's the thing with oklahoma joe's you cannot cheat the system i've tried so i'm standing there in line right i'm like way around the building so i'm like well i'm just gonna grab menu i'm gonna call mm-hmm. right get it to go order and then i'll just go sit right doesn't work that way no, no. If you if you get your to go order or place a to go order right there, you will wait like an extra twenty or thirty minutes. They will not just poof throw you bag. Mm-hmm. And if you get something in a to go bag, they don't want you sitting at the tables. That makes sense. Yeah. I, I mean, <sighs> I guess I'm really just against to go barbecue in general. Right. Uh, I think part of the experience is eating at the place. Right. Plus, you don't get drink refills. And there's Dustin. Value. Yeah. Your financial analysis there of barbecue joints, right there. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, anyway, Oklahoma Joe's slam dunk, right? That's where yep. you got to go. Yep. I I mean, maybe that just makes us, you know, part of the crowd. But I think whatever. Everybody locally believes it's the best yeah. one. Everybody outside of the city thinks, oh, I got to go to Arthur Brands. I have no, to go to Gates. The, the funny like, no, thing no, is, no, 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 no. Don't be fooled into I, USA Today. I, I have met a lot of people that don't live in Kansas City that have been to Oklahoma Joe's. And they, they praise it as well. Good. So yeah. I, I think it's one of those things. If you haven't had it, you need to have it because people are talking about it everywhere. Yeah. But again, my sleeper pick. Right. If, if you land at the airport, want a right. quick fix, smoke box, mm-hmm. it's like two miles from the airport. Really good. <laughs> right. It's really good and good value. Right. So. Okay. So, so like so on level of uh, power, let's say like, would it be a Tarmogoyf? Oh, God. Or would it be a Suntail Hawk? Dude, I mean, if we're, like, basing o- it off o- of Oklahoma that. Joe's is Black Lotus, straight up. Oh, okay. There we go. Yeah. Right? Did I you mean, guys really just do that? Yeah. This is a magic podcast. Let's, <laughs> okay. Where I mean, to me, I'm pretty comfortable in it, putting Jack Stack as second place, but, like, a distant second. Okay. Does that make sense? Sure. Like, sure. So, let's say Jack Stack's is a force of well. Okay. 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 I just don't get other barbecue. You've never had Jack Stacks? I've never had Jack Stacks. I mean, I've tried other places like Arthur Bryan's, this, that, and everything else. I, but mm-hmm. if I have a choice, I'm just going to I the... I think Jack place. Stacks is way better than Gates or Arthur Bryan's. Have you had Jack Stacks? No, I haven't. Okay, I haven't, so, hey, you'll, you guys will just have to... But we've all had Smokebox. We've right. all had Smokebox, right. yeah. And Smokehouse, overrated. Right. Mm. Right. Right? So we right. can't make this any more complicated. But if you're driving into Kansas City... Stay away from something that has smoke in the name. No, you get Smokebox. Oh, yeah. You only get half. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Smokehouse, no bueno. But Smokehouse right. is twice the price so of So they can box. live in the box, not in the house. Mm-hmm. Correct. So All come right. to Kansas City, Kansas, and eat at Oklahoma Joe's. There you Seems go. Seems pretty clear to me. Yeah. Makes perfect Did sense. Did you just turn that into an advertisement? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I got a great idea for how this podcast can generate <laughs> this some revenue. It was brought to you by. <laughs> All right. So the other thing that I, I, I put on my list of things to talk about, just because this is so random... Yeah. Dustin's already about to voice his disappointment. It's Top Gun. Right? Mm-hmm. So we were talking about Tom Cruise movies. Right. And Dustin secretly has some kind of problem with Top Gun that I don't understand. Well, that's because he would be Goose if we had to choose characters. Are you killing me? <laughs> yeah. So he has just thrown your dog tags out into the ocean. <laughs> wow. Wow. So, Okay. Of, of Tom Cruise's... I, I'm so going to goose you now. Take that. <laughs> so, uh, of Tom Cruise's catalog, though, like, what's what's your go-tos? 
That's right. Uh, we're celebrating much maligned celebrity Tom Cruise. Wow. Right. Deal with it. That's right. that's how far off the deep end we're going to go. So, so what was his, his last movie? Oblivion. Edge of Tomorrow? Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow, okay. Tomorrow was actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. I liked that movie. And it was pretty funny. Yeah. You know? It was actually pretty good. Man, his best movie in a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oblivion wasn't that bad. It was it was so, you know, it was kind of so-so, but, you know, visually it was cool. And the mm-hmm. uh, concept was mm-hmm. kind of neat. I didn't like the ending. I'm like, eh, mm-hmm. whatever, right? Um, I, I told you Days of Thunder. Obviously, had great car chase scene. Right? Which it's weird to me that you like that so much more than Top Gun, when it's basically right. Top Gun Two. I it, just I never I mean, got into cars, Top Gun. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't so know. after we talked about Top Gun and Days of Thunder, I watched Days of Thunder while I was posting the oh show. Gosh. And dude, I gotta I gotta say this. So one of the things that really stuck out to me is <laughs> this is so such a weird thing to talk about. So Nicole Kidman in this movie, this was kind of the, her big mm-hmm. star performance, right? That really got her known mm-hmm. in the mainstream. Mm-hmm. And by today's standards, she would have been kind of heavier. Right. I mean, I wouldn't say heavy, but, you know, what? A healthy... She got meat on her bones. Yeah. Yeah, you can put it like that. And it's just amazing to me how more... How that that look has just completely gone away. And stars of today are, I mean... Unhealthily skinny. Unhealthily skinny, right? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. um, I don't know that her look would have flown in the same way. Now, granted, she's wearing... Flown? Huh? Yeah. Like the jet movie, no? Mm, yeah, <laughs> like her look. You know, her look in terms of style is wretched by today's standards, right? Mm-hmm. Lots of lots of uh, suit pants. Uh, but you know, that stuck out to me. Anyway, Days of Thunder. You like the Days of Thunder right, car right. scene? Uh, Jack, Jack Reacher wasn't bad. Did you watch Jack Reacher? I hated that movie. The the best part of Jack Reacher though is when he's running from the cops and he just steps out of the car and gets in the crowd. Dude, how that, can that right there was the movie? Can, can we just talk? Like, how is the cool? Uh, thing that your hero does is ride the bus like are you kidding me <laughs> that was like a point that they made they were like right, right. he can't be found because he's busting crime because he rides the bus no. and it's like wait wait you can't track a dude that rides the metro <laughs> right. are we being real right here anyway, yeah. anyway did you see jack reacher i did not no it was very far in the list and we'll probably never make it okay so anyway mm-hmm. jack reacher so there was one more movie that was really good uh the name is escaping me <clears throat> who was the girl opposite him i don't know but he played like some sort of like spy and falls in love with this girl at the airport next thing you know they're like going night everywhere. and day yeah night yeah, and day i didn't see that one mm-hmm. it was good i liked it okay it was hilarious so okay cameron yeah. your best tom cruise oh movie. gosh hands down minority report um no. Minority Report. Yeah, man. It's a great movie. It, that goes in the so-so range. Mm. It was worth a watch, yeah. and that was it. And I, honestly, the first Mission Impossible. Like, I think... I, I really dug that movie. Kay. I thought that one... I mean, well, wasn't that more of an Emilio Estevez movie? <laughs> he just, like, stole it. He did steal it, right? Yeah. He had the and, gum. And I don't know. Of that, how, come, how come no one ever talks about Free Jack? It's a good movie. Free Jack, yeah. Is that the is. one with... Mick Jagger. Ice, Ice tea. Yeah. Jagger? Mick, no, I don't know. I'm thinking of something else. All right, uh, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> um, gosh, I don't know. And then, I mean, I think Jerry Maguire holds up a little bit. I'll give you that. See, see, I think people think of Jerry Maguire as the super sappy ending, and then that mm-hmm. kind of destroys it, you okay. know? Right. But I think the the middle hour of Jerry Maguire is... We watched it recently, and I pretty good stuff. Yeah. It's a good movie. Yeah. Uh, Great Springsteen song. Mm. Just putting that out there. Yeah. But, oh, except for, like, what Springsteen songs aren't great, right? Like, just throwing that out there. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> no, I like I liked Jerry Maguire a lot. Um, 
Minority Report was good. I I would argue though that that was much more of a Spielberg being graded, being Spielberg. Sure. I, I don't know that Tom Cruise necessarily carried that. How are you guys? Not all the notes, but okay. Okay, so Rain Man's great too. Yeah, yeah. Never cared. Never cared for Never Rain cared. Man. It was kind of boring to me. Hmm. That's my thing. Oh, Dustin Hoffman has had much better roles. I think all of time in history is siding against you. That's fine. Okay. That's fine. And Definitely fine. But Top Gun, how are we not talking about Top Gun here? I thought that was just yeah, did, and that how that started. That's, just, that's this is that's the pantheon of like Tom Cruise movies, but right? It's, it's not. the ultimate. It's not. But eh, okay. Okay, so are you ready for like a No, s- no. Top Gun 2 was a great game on NES. <laughs> it was. I enjoyed that cuz uh-huh. that was the one where you didn't have to land on the aircraft carrier. <laughs> did anyone ever actually accomplish that? Not that I know of. Yeah. Anyway, so Top Gun. Here's what I would argue. Tom Cruise is not great in Top Gun. The script is not great in Top Gun. No. Is it the music? Not really. I mean, sure. I think Top Gun... Is it the suit pants you were talking about earlier? <laughs> Cameron, this is going to actually upset you, but we were talking about like most underrated directors. I think Top Gun is one of the most well-directed movies ever made. Okay. I think it elevates it way beyond where it should be. So is, isn't Top Gun and like RoboJocks like the exact same storyline, but one's robots How and one's airplanes? How is RoboJocks coming into this? Oh, it's the same movie. It is. It is. But RoboJocks is down the line. But here's what, I, here's what I'll tell you. Like the first five minutes of Top Gun, you guys remember okay. the first five minutes, the mm-hmm. intro, right? Mm-hmm. Like the way it layers sound and color and all those. I mean, it's, it's perfectly done and makes that movie like way better, right? I think mean, he's recalling this movie differently than I recall this movie. I mean, it's one of the best, better directed films of the 80s. Okay. Yeah. I what mean, about, what I, about Weird Science? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I mean, what else was in the 80s that was a great Close Encounters? Yeah. I mean, but the, we're talking about movies with e. great... Huh? Those are movies with great scripts. What I'm trying to say yeah. is Tom Gunn is one of these movies that... It doesn't it's, work on paper. It doesn't... Like, if you were to read it, you would be like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever... <laughs> this guy is singing Great Balls of Fire on a piano. Like, what is, what is happening mm-hmm. in this movie? Okay. You've lost that love and feeling. Someone wrote those words in a script. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? But if you look at the way the movie's assembled, and all of Tony Scott's films have really great velocity to them. They really move. You say all mm-hmm. Tony Scott's films, like, we know other Tony Scott films. Uh, another really underrated, very well-directed, maybe not the best-written movie is Crimson Tide. Mm-hmm. Okay, moving on. Okay, but like, he also did some like Man on Fire had really good mm-hmm. velocity. Mm-hmm. Velocity, like he's just a really good stylist. I would argue, like narratively, he can't present things. Ridley mm-hmm. Scott also has those issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever, are they related? Well, yeah, Scott's. they're brothers. Ah, who knew? I mean, Ridley Scott's made much, much better. Like, right, probably more money. Yeah, I mean, right. he's Gladiator and Blade Runner are better than right. anything Tony Scott's right. ever done. Alien, Alien, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so hold on. You put Alien above those two movies? No, but it's really Scott, and it's famous, right? I would actually put Alien as like my favorite. It's in like the the top, maybe top ten of like my favorite really? movies of all time. See, see, my thing is Alien and Aliens were like almost the same no. movie. No, no, but I no, thought the no, second no, one was no. actually better. Oh, oh, dude, Cameron's oh. getting mad. No. I know you're this so is, wrong. But this okay. is like a fundamental <laughs> debate on the internet. I'll, I'll put this out yeah. here: Alien and Aliens. Right. I watched those both when I was in middle school. Right. I don't remember them. Like, okay. I need to revisit but them. It's kind of like Evil revisit Dead and Evil Alien. Dead 2 are like the same movie. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> and Alien, Alien and Aliens is not. like almost One's the same movie. One's a marine space shooter movie. Okay. The other one is like this amazing 
testament to what horror is. Right. Like, I mean, like, dude, talk about creating yeah. a contrast. Go, yeah. go, Cameron. No, go. I'm just saying. Like, I just think Alien is just like perfect as far as like creating like amazing characters right. with real motivation and in in like an environment that is just perfect. Okay. Yeah, okay. love it. No, it's okay. it's yeah, it's like right. one of the perfect movies for me. It's like the best 1979 had to offer. I don't know what else was out in '79. That's a good right? question. Yeah, I would I would argue that I think Blade Runner is Ridley Scott's best movie, but maybe that's just me being yeah. super hipster about it. Sure, sure. Uh, Gladiator, the first hour is fantastic, and, and then it kind of don't get me wrong. These are all great these are all great movies. movies. These are like, all great I movies. I mean, it's hard for me to you know differentiate, but yeah, yeah. the history buff in me loves the director's cut of Kingdom of Heaven. Like loves mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. whatever. What's your favorite movie, Dustin? I don't even know. Are, are you Masters ready for this? of the Universe. You're, you're all going to laugh at me. <laughs> Everybody's going to laugh at me. Okay. And, and this is because I loved this movie as a kid. Howard the Duck. No, that movie's pretty uh, bad. Okay. Labyrinth. The Jim Henson, oh David Bowie movie. Oh my gosh. It's awesome. I don't it know. It explains so much now. Soft spot, man. It's the way it Jennifer goes. Connelly. She was hot then. Okay. You know. It, okay. it works because I, I was young at the time. Sure. So. Yeah. Right. No, now we're it's okay. just creepy. Mm-hmm. We're okay. <laughs> Let's just not talk about it anymore. <laughs> Anyways, no, I mean, I mean, I, cool. I, I, I love that movie. I've always gone back to that movie. Um, another thing would be, uh, and, and this is like personal reference because of what happens in the movie, like the the family ties and stuff like that. Uh, the Speed Racer movie mm-hmm. uh, that that the, the Wachowski one, brothers the made. Yeah, um, I heard that was super underrated, but I never watched okay. it. Okay, I think it's a really good movie, but. Uh, you know, like I said, just things that happen in the movie are kind of personal and it's, yeah. you know, it's touching. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So Cameron, I'm putting you on the spot before I... Back to the Future, period. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, as far as, like, the movie that... The, the one in the Old West? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, well, no, no, no. Back to the Future. Like, if there's one movie that I think is just really well done, is entertaining, is just right. like great popcorn, and is something that, if it's on, I am watching it. Right. Period. Fair enough. Yeah. It, it's the one I can really always go back to. Really good movie. I like the second one slightly better. It's a fun movie. Right. But, yeah. but the first one's still really good. Mm-hmm. And the third one is... Yeah. I'll still watch it. Yeah. You know, I can't not watch it, but it's definitely, you know, the worst of the three. Yeah. I think yeah. I think for me, the movie that is the movie for me is LA Confidential. Sure. Uh, <sighs> lo- like, love that movie. I don't I think it's... Asleep. I don't think it's the best... Well, nobody... Nobody blows up. Sorry, Dustin. I don't <laughs> think it's, I don't think it's the best made or the best acted, but I do think it might have the best, if, one of the best scripts ever. Um, the best directed movie I think is Lawrence of Arabia. Like I don't, oh, yeah, I think that's like yeah. a slam dunk. But it's actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. It is. I give you that one. Um, okay. Well, that's, do you want to wrap this up? Just keep going. Whatever. We're good. All right, guys. Well, this is our rambling episode we should probably never do this again we, we likely will never do this again <laughs> or do this every like 50 episodes yeah but hey you know um if you want to hit us up cameron is at cameron underscore mccoy i am at curtis now and dustin is
So technically, if I get that handle, I would have to be able to say it, right? Something tells me it's already taken. <laughs> Just a guess. 